0: So, let's just start off like this. What do you feel is a problem that's plaguing us as black people right now?
1: Problem?
0: Um, yes. Okay. I'm talking about within within our own community. Not the problems that we're dealing with, you know, social injustice, everything like that. I'm talking about something that's just within us that we can correct as black people within our, amongst ourselves.
1: Oh man, I think the first thing is really just uh communication. You know how you run into to black people and uh they they got a good thing that they want from most black people, but communicating with to other black people let them
0: know that that's what you want is the issue, man. Like a lot of black people are not on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we need to get more that, like into people? we need to get more man.
1: into one another. I mean to cut you off. Oh you good,
0: bro, you good. Uh, well, I, I think
1: definitely... uh
0: I definitely agree with you. We do have a lot of miscommunication and stuff that we need to correct within our community. And it, it, it's bigger than that because it leads to so many other things.
1: Hey, I know this is this, this not really off topic. This, this is like a technical communication on this. Remember, you, you was pranking me at one point. You was acting like this dude that wanted to, uh, that wanted to fight. You know what I'm saying? You acting like a black dude that wanted to fight. I mean, yeah. you, were, you didn't say you were black. You were just placing me on the phone. I didn't know who it was texting.
0: Me. Yeah. My immediate thought was that it was a black dude texting me back and forth. Because I found it hostile. What's that? My text, right. my text was very hostile in the way of the approach and stuff like that. And that, yeah, that, I my think that you was, I think
1: you was just like, man, look, man, you're making
0: us look bad with
1: your, with your ignorance, like with the way that you're talking. Because I, I assumed that you were
0: black, y'all. But and I that first, was very I true. You
1: was that you were black, huh?
0: That's very true. You took a very logical and intelligent um, way ha- way of means of handling that situation. He was, all, he was very calm with the approach and, say, like, was very ignorant and stuff like that. Not aggressive or anything like that with your tones of what you was texting. It was just very, like, very somber, very just straight, direct to the point, not nothing of a threat or anything like that. And me, I, I kept forcing the issue to be more just to see, and no matter what, you never broke stride. You just kept it calm and stuff like, okay. And pretty much sometimes we don't know when to walk away. And it's hard.
1: It's very hard.
0: It's very hard because we're prideful people. We're prideful race. And we've been for so long just victimized, just, you know, torn apart in just different ways. And it's hard to back down when you feel disrespected in everything. So just a single hint of something disrespectful, you get to another level. we we'll be aggressive. You know, our demeanor change and stuff like that. And it's hard to be like, you know, I'm going to let this ride. So deep down, you don't want to look and feel like no sucker. You're like, man, I can't let this ride. So then you force yourself to do something. That you normally wouldn't do, but then you hiding because you feel disrespected, so you're gonna go off to another level. And, you know, it's hard to just be you like, know, take a deep breath, reset, and approach it from a different manner of one of calm and peace. Because I think we all have been guilty of losing our cool. It's just natural. True. I think very true, man. I've
1: been, uh, been doing a lot of thinking, man. I... I actually I watched Django last night, man, and uh I know it's a comedy movie, it's got a lot of funny parts, but that, that was one serious a few quite a few serious things that happened. You know, uh in that movie, uh the, the white owner separated him. They were two black people and the white owner separated them. A lot of our issues come from us not having the uh I mean, it, it comes from the past because of you know, this long overhaul of women having to raise kids on their own and stuff like that. Some 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 where men are okay with leaving their families. I, I think a lot of that is a lot of that is communication. But it started we don't have the tools, you know, to, to to realize what our family you know, what to do about keeping our families together, you know? We don't we don't have those tools, bro. Like I, I don't know how it's to say.
0: Oh. I, I understand what you're saying. It seems like, from what you're saying, like they separated them, almost like pretty much we have... I can probably say that a lot of black people deal with separation anxiety yep. and stuff like that. I, due I, to I, I, but you know, they did a study.
1: For so long,
0: they did a study that, you know, majority of black people suffer from PTSD due to the effects of their ancestors. Like they got uh, a doctor did a study over it and stuff like that. Said majority of all black people have some lingering PTSD dealing with that because we're different, you know. Even like, even when we're flying straight, narrow, everything's on the positive stuff like that. If we see a cop get behind us, we we jump, we are real nervous. We, even though we never done nothing, we just in a different state. We in a state of alert and stuff like that, and it shouldn't be that way. That's the, that's one of the issues within our systems. Of this quote unquote America land of the free everybody all this other crap, which is false because it's land of them, and we're still the minority because when they say America, they'd be like Americans and African Americans. Why should there have to be a and if we're all Americans but,
1: separation. But, but
0: but 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 certain white people don't see that certain white people don't see that there's nothing wrong with that. There's a big issue with that because you're separating yourself from us, so we're still segregated. We're not one. And people don't understand how reserved and how off-limits we are to, like, the vaccines that they're producing now, that they, they're trying to do now, due to all the uh, shit they did in the past, you know, the ex- experiments, all that stuff of how they run the the introduction of crack into our society to regulate black people mm-hmm. and just the negative effects and harm that they've done to the black community. So we're always gonna be apprehensive to be like, oh we wanna give you a vaccine. Yeah. I, I, so you know, that
1: they're, they're done they continuously
0: doing and so I think that's a big issue within our community because we shouldn't feel like that. But we have no choice but to feel like that. Everything, we've suffered some of the most heinous, gruesome acts. And people were just kind of just like, well, you know, at some point we just need to get over. How can you get over something that has a lasting effect on everybody, every one of us, as black people? You can't get over that. You can't get over watching people suffer, their family, knowing what they have to endure. Man, I'm going to tell you like this. My, my moms and my pops, rest they soul. they were from a time period where color colors still go in the back. People was called niggers with the ER. So it, they raised me differently in the sense of how I see things. And, you know, I don't have hate toward nobody because I, I was raised that way. I have disagreements. I have strong opinions on things. And sometimes strong opinions rub people the wrong way. It is what it is. And... I don't get apologetic about it because people don't know what it's like to worry about your kids. You have to tell your kids there's a certain way they have to act within seeing cops opposed to white kids or any other kids. They don't have to worry about that. But it's just us as black people. So, it's hard to explain something to people that don't understand, that don't want to understand the pain, the trauma, the the headache, the heartache, and everything we have to suffer through the anxiety that that puts black parents into. I have three sons. They're young right now, but then I'm going to have to have that conversation with them about what's going on in the world, how they have to act within black people, how they have to move differently. And it shouldn't be that way. I don't want to have that type of anxiety. I don't want to have to worry about that. I worry about my kids every day because this world is crazy. The world always been crazy. People will talk and be like, oh, well, the world is about to end. The world ain't about to end. Nobody can forecast that. Nobody can foresee that. When the Lord says time is time. We can go with the biblical meanings, the biblical signs and stuff like that. That's cool. But when the Lord comes, he comes. So we have to live out there accordingly. There's always been horrible people in this world. There's always been war. There's always been death. This this is normal. Oh, See, the thing is, now it's heightened because of media. True. Back in the day, it, 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 it hasn't changed with what's been going on. It I, gets worse. I, think a, I think there's a
1: lot missing. Like like, like I was bringing up uh, the separations and everything like that. It's about my, my family and everything like that. There's a lot of things not being passed down that should have been passed down, you know. And, and it, it, man, it's just we we didn't have a dog, no, we didn't have the tools, we still don't. True. Because of our lack of communication, dog. Um, like just, just about finances, about about you know working, about about being humble, about being man, just about us these people, dog. Where we come from,
0: there's Everything. a lot.
1: Not being passed down,
0: you like a watch. You're very right. Empathy. We we lack empathy now. We
1: lack empathy. Hey, women don't know how to be wives. They, like, men don't know how to be husbands. They, they don't know how to be mothers. They don't know how to be, like, y'all. A lot of things aren't being passed. They don't know how to be fathers. A lot of things are being passed down for
0: our generation, y'all. You know and, what that's and, called? And
1: nowadays, older women ain't doing nothing but talking about the younger women. Oh, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Why
0: they're don't they know? Them. They're not helping them. They're just talking down on them. But you know what that is? We we lost the ball when we stopped with the each one teach one. We lost it. And it you know, I'm glad that my parents taught me to where I can teach my sons and stuff like that. And I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to get it right every time because I'm not. And it's just all about how I apply the method to it. Right now you got kids raising kids. And their parents were some for one was kids too. So you can't tell them things that they don't know. So it's causing, this is what's causing so much trauma and issues, you know. Back in the day, everybody within the community held your kids to a standard. They looked out for your kids. Parents would speak to each other, parents, well, this was doing this, this was doing this, and we'll notify them. Parents would check it. If they wouldn't check it, neighbor would check it. And we don't do that anymore. more. Everything is acceptable, man. Your kid can go in there and start throwing the finger up, the middle finger to everybody. F this, f who, f this. That's cute. That's funny. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. Yeah,
1: I don't I find nothing cute about it. you uh, That's nothing. That. You know, giving a child the okay
0: to, you know, pretty much hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't Uh-oh. find none of that's cute and. They're, again, I'm going to go to this point. Everyone's different in how they raise and how they teach their kids, but there's always one thing that's universal, and it's being respectful. Respect. And so right. me, me, I can honestly say my mother died on three years at the end of this month. My mother had never heard me curse, never heard me speak in that type of terms and stuff like that. And that's not that I don't use that stuff, but I would never be disrespectful for her. Disrespect her presence or anyone because growing up, we held our parents on that pedestal. It was everything to us. Now I don't think they hold it like that to certain parents. Now it's all about well, I think I'm be your, your best friend. More parents won't be their kids' best friend instead of being their parent, and that's not speaking to all parents because I know some people go, "Oh, what well, what they know?" I say, "I'm a father. My kids are young. I'm still learning." Well, I'm applying the methods that I feel the best that I learned from my mother and father to my kids. Also with my own methods and beliefs and stuff like that. Like even when coaching. You remember how we used to do when we coached the kids? We start off, practice, start with a prayer, practice, end with a prayer. It's yes, sir. It's no, sir. I'm not your brother, I'm not your homie. not your cousin. None of that stuff. The stuff is with respect. I'm a I'ma respect you and you're gonna respect me as the adult. If you can't do that you can go. It's simple. And I, for me, some coaches they curse and do all that which is cool with what they their method is. I'm not f I am not I do not I don't need to curse to get you to do what you need to do. I never did. You know, even when we coached, we de- did we ever curse? I don't think we ever said a word. Oh, no, we
1: don't curse. Man, we was going yeah. to church grounds uh, most of the
0: time. Yeah, but even if we wasn't, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't
1: either. I mean, it's just it, not it, the way it's... to talk to a child. Yeah, yeah. You're not, not going to... Uh, actually, man, I ain't going
0: to encourage him to do better. No. And ain't to make him run fast because
1: you can
0: just hit a push word. thing is this, I look back at things and see how things are people with discipline and everything like that, and I'll touch on that in a second, but... We drop the ball with our kids when we don't uplift them more. We tear them down. Indirectly, us cursing them, doing this all stuff, we're tearing that Trust me, bro, I took a lot of ass students playing football, so nothing like that. It never tore me down, but kids nowadays are more sensitive. So you have to approach things differently. Some people go, oh, man, more sensitive, man, that's a weak stuff. But you have to approach them. But then you'll be the first one heartbroken if your kids commit suicide, stuff like that, or term- harm themselves or harm other kids. It's different because the field that I work in, you can see this with kids. They get bullied and everything like that. They're sensitive. It could be something that you don't see as bullying, but they see because it hurts them. It affects them differently. So you have to do different things. And it starts with, like, the first thing we talked about, communication with everything.
1: You know what I, I, face I I've learned a lot from you and Air. Um. Just, just, man, just the demeanor. You know, I, I think every couple, every, you know, every couple has problems. Everybody has issues stuff like that. But mm-hmm. how you deal with them, dog? I, I ask you little questions here and there to see how you dealt with certain things. I think it's yes. something, something I mean, was it chastising our kids or whatever? But dog, mm-hmm. it's the community. See, my, my collective thoughts would be okay with raising my kids alone, me and my wife. But yeah. it's the collection of thoughts, man. It's the collection of information that'll make my kids even better. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, oh, man, it's my wisdom. It's my wife's wisdom. It's my best friend Joe's wisdom. It's his wife's wisdom. Um, my mama's wisdom. It's everybody's wisdom putting it on my kids to make them even better.
0: Exactly, and that's what you want. I want my kids to be the best. I talk to my kids every day. I tell my kids every day, my sons, I love them. Because you know how some kids, they're adults now, they'd be like, well, my mother or father never told me they love. Him. And how how it affects them. How it affects them deeply. And so I try to tell my sons every day, and I mean it. And I tell my son, man, you're going to be mad at me. You're going to be this and that at me. Because guess what? I'm going to do what's right to raise you in the right manner. You're going to do what's right. Even when you don't want to do what's right, and we've all been faced with that. Some things we don't want to do when it's right, but we know it's the right thing to do. And so I want them, I care more about them being decent humans, being decent, helpful within the black, our black community. We need more leaders. We don't have enough leaders within the black community. And no matter what people, these kids right now, they're our futures. They're everything. They're going to shape the landscape of this world. We have to do. Man. We have to do right to get it right by them. Uh, there's nothing I, wrong. There's nothing wrong with having empathy and sympathy and love, what love is, but also showing no, what structure is. It
1: man, I, I still so much structure. I, even even with that, man. Our leaders. I think our leaders. Man, a leader's gonna be risen. A leader's gonna die. It, it, exactly. it is what it is. No, no leader lasts forever, right? It, it, yeah. it, I think a lot of our men today just doesn't have the tools, like I said, they they weren't taught to be a leader. No, they weren't taught to, to, you know, oh, this is what the black community needs, man. It doesn't take much to do to be this. You do this. So, they, they don't have that in their ear. They don't have that
0: understanding. And that's why I do things. I do things for not just for me, but for representation of my black community. I'm not out there trying to add to their stereotypical views and ways that they see us as by carrying on doing all the ghetto ratchet stuff. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying, but we got to carry ourselves with more class. We're kings. We're kings and queens. Carry yourself in that sense. Stop calling yourself a bad bitch. Stop using your term yourself in that term of bad bitch. Well, I use it as a term of endearment as a term of flattery. It's not a term of nothing. It's still seen as Derogatory is seen as an insult.
1: Yes.
0: Refer to yourself yes. as a queen, but if you refer to yourself as a queen, act as that. Act I mean,
1: as queen. You're using two negative words to try to make a positive. Think about this. Yes,
0: and that. And, and, the word and, and,
1: bad is not a, a positive word, and the b word isn't a positive word. How are you going to use two negative words to, to, to equal a positive? Oh, we know what we mean, no? Yes. I don't think you know what you mean. Be real, like,
0: man. The thing is like this. Respect yourself. You could say you're respecting yourself because it's just a term that we turned around to and it's, it's nothing enduring about the term at all. Nothing. And so some people are man, you just old just an old nigga and this and that. No, it's not about being an old nigga. it's about being respectful to yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Treat yourself as a queen, man. Treat yourself as a king.
1: You sure, learn
0: the same. So. Yeah,
1: you know, people say, uh, don't let the don't let other people determine your value and stuff like
0: that. Exactly. No, but that,
1: that's, that's exactly what calling yourself a bad B is. You didn't come up with that term. The world came up with that term, and you're using it. No, you are using something. You're using a value system created by them. Exactly. Created by somebody else. So how is that your no, oh, I like
0: Oh, man. Be better. Be better.
1: Yeah. Be be
0: be cool. So um, Some things like and that's not excluding, them. we're all guilty of stuff. We're all guilty of letting it be. Because we try to turn kind of like the whole nigger and the in nigger stuff like that. It's still derogatory, it's still insulting, it's still just downright wrong. But we use it nonstop throughout the day. And you know, I know we try to take the take the negativity of the work and turn it around to some power and uplifting and all that stuff, but it's not in the end. And hey man, I'm be honest, I say nigga a lot throughout the day. And that's just that because that's the culture, that's the background, that's everything where we are. And so, dude, can I can I say it less? Yes I can. Should I say yes? Yes I can. It's a process of working. And we have to be willing to we have to be willing and open minded to have these type of conversations in order to grow. We're making so many strides and so much more we have to do. And it starts with how we how we treat each other and how we treat our kids. I teach I teach my kids about HBCUs every day, every day. And I tell them I say, I don't care what school you go to, but I would love for you to go attend the HBCU. And in the sense of in the sense of I want them to know all options. I don't want them to get to the point of like, man, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they had black universities where people of my color and my skin attend and would know about history, about this or that. I told my kids, I said, man, I want y'all to be in fraternities, whatever y'all want to do, social organizations. I want y'all to experience everything within that culture of being at an HBCU. I want you, if you you don't go to HBCU, if you go to just a regular other, other university, I'm proud of you no matter what because you made that effort. And also, I want you to maintain that effort of what you want to do because you're going to determine your own success. Me and your mama can't determine your success. I told my kids the other day, we were in the car going to school. I said, Y'all take care. Y'all in the department take care of your grades, everything like that. And Braden said, Well, Dylan don't have grades. here in kindergarten. And I said, I don't give a care. Whatever metric they use, I want you at your best. I say, even if you're not at your best and you be at your worst, I'm still gonna love you. But we're gonna work on you being your best. Always. Because I see what some won't see in you. And then some will see in you. I see the potential for greatness. I see how great you can be at whatever you choose to be at. So I uplift him. I don't calm down, I don't be like, Well don't do this. I correct them but I uplift them. Sometimes it's tough love, you know. And it, it goes to things like, how do you feel about disciplining your kids? So, are you cool with disciplining your kids, whipping your kids? Oh
1: yeah. I, okay, I, think it, so. I think it's necessary, man. I think it's to a uh, to an extent. Okay. Um, I, I've heard a guy say, uh, you know, people don't get the people don't get the picture of the weapons are wrong. Not necessarily that that spanking your kids is doing so with a weapon. Uh, in the world's day, they do consider that to be a weapon, just to put that information out there. But spanking your children is a is a form of uh, corrective discipline. You know, when you see that your kids aren't learning from positive reconstruction, uh, positive uh, reinforcement, you, you know, a lot of times you have to take a different approach. I'm, I'm a big believer in the Bible, man. I think the Bible kind of teaches us that's making, you know the lot of correction would drive push this walk to your child. So I, I believe that uh that it's a necessary uh I think it's a necessary tool uh in the correct uh, okay. I, definitely,
0: I definitely believe in uh this you me too. And uh, the thing that you know what upsets me for me for me it's like well, that does nothing, that, that damaged them. And I say, when you speak this term in this way, you make it seem like every parent was abusive, every black parent. And I hate that outlook because my parents was great and I got a lot, I got a lot of tail whippings. I got my, my ass whipped because I was doing things that I shouldn't do. But one thing is, they always came and explained there's always consequences to your actions. And everything wasn't a whipping or a spanking. Some things was timeout, some things was taken. There's different levels of discipline. And I feel like you don't need to take out whippings. There's a difference between whippings and beatings. There's a big difference. And majority I feel like majority of parents you love your kids, so you're gonna do what's best for them. You want them to understand and that's what our parents are doing, they were doing the best they could do. Were they perfect? No. That they was doing the best they could do, learning on how to raise their kid the best way they can, help their kid be the best that they could be. Great. And discipline, is, discipline is necessary in that type of order. And some people be like, "Well, that show that hurts and stuff like that." I'm sure they have, but you gotta watch who you're surveying they had some parents that wasn't whipping their kids they were beating their kids so yes that was different you know my mother will say well, what my tail and then she would be like when i get when we get older we're gonna laugh about this when you get older we're gonna laugh about this Karen, now i got to my twins we laughed about it and i saw where she was going with it and where she went lv and so i was i was appreciative of that and you met my mother nicest okay. woman in the world so well, she's very straightforward she's very honest she's not going to let you harm yourself or let you be harmed to somebody else she's going to tell you the right thing even if you don't want to hear the right thing because yep. it's not she her her, play, her heart is no form of malice within her heart it's a form of right and wrong and that's how i see things it's right and wrong but i always have that great area to where you know i can understand situations I'm a person, I don't judge people in situations and stuff like that. I comment on what I feel. Like, I feel strong that you have to have that within your discipline tree. That has to be one of the big branches on the tree. I say, to what level, work extreme, that is on you. That is on you of how you use that branch and stuff like that. It could be an olive branch if you want to. Or it could be worse. It's all about your demeanor and how you feel about it. Um, and like I wanted to touch on what you were saying about wives don't know how to be wives and husbands don't know how to be husbands. That's because there's no structure no more. There's a lot of broken homes, fatherless kids some motherless kids, and that creates creates an issue. And you can't know something if you've never been around it. You don't miss what you don't, you never had, in a sense. So if a a son saw his mother without a father, saw his mother without a husband, which would be his father, he doesn't know that aspect of what a man's supposed to do. He can see what men are supposed to do from different people and they can be mentors and they could be people who respect and he looked up to and how they want to present himself as a man. But men and women, sons, daughters, they need their father. Their father plays a central role. Father is supposed to be the man, supposed to be the leader, supposed to be the head of the household, the king of the, the jungle, the lion per se. But if you're not doing these tasks that you're supposed to do, you're not. You're shaking. And I say, being the head of household is different for each family. So many times we try to live up to what our standard is supposed to be instead of being what we're supposed to be within our own demeanor. Black men are strong. We have to be strong. We were born that way. With everything against us. We have to be strong. We have to be alpha's. We have to be leaders. We also have to know time when to allow help. We have to allow uh, calm our pride down and allow for someone to help us. So many times we'll do everything else. Won't say nothing. Nobody knows how stressful, how much anxiety, how much hurt, pain that men suffer from and don't speak at all. We're not we wasn't born to speak. We wasn't born to talk about those. We wasn't born to do any of that stuff, to show sympathy, to show hurt, to show concern. Is viewed as a sign of weakness, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Men suffer in so much silence. That's why so many men have so many mental issues, because nobody can only imagine what we endure, what we have to endure. We always have to be the rock at every situation. Who's there to take care of the rock when the rock is hurting? No one, because you're the rock. Everybody comes to you. Everybody comes to black men. There's a lot of black men that's not leading. There's a lot of black men that are just being, being nothing, being bums, honestly. And, when I say that I mean they don't want to work, they wanna do this, they wanna do that. Even within relationships, they don't want to do that. They wanna be they won't be leeches. To me, I always believe that a man's supposed to go out there and get it. No matter what. Stop all your crying, stop all your complaining. Go out there and do what you need to do to take care of your family. All the other okay. stuff will work itself out. All that all that extra stuff, all that crying and complaining. That complaining is a no go. You can feel sin- you can feel sadness and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Express that, but but all that complaining, that's never gonna solve nothing. You can always express your views, and that's recommended. But I'm talking about the complaining when you're in a position that you're put yourself in that you're not doing nothing to help your situation, but just standing there complaining. That's not conducive to positivity. That's not conducive to being a man. A black man at that. Black men, we are always targeting. Some not feel they're not up. intelligent enough, we're not strong enough, we're not this enough, we're not that enough. We're aggressive, we're this or that. There's so many stereotypical views upon the black man. Things that we have to, I guess, knock down each and every day. That it's, it's tiresome, it's, it's rough, and, I, and I'm not trying to discount nothing with being a black woman. Who are some of the most disrespected people on this earth? Often, some the majority of times, the most disrespected outside of black men, because black women have to deal with disrespect from black men, which that should never be. And I feel like, I feel like men that disrespect black women within the black community—they some suckers, straight up. And I, I feel like that because I'm not oh, yeah, trying to cut you off. I feel like that. I feel like that because you got remember this. Everything you've gotten comes from a black woman. True. Am I saying all black women are perfect? No. All black men are perfect. Like some black men are dogs. Some black men are this. Some some women are dogs too with the mentality that they have because they with this mentality, oh, if you do this, I'm going to do this. And that. Then, it's a tat nonsense. That's ignorance. All that's doing is hindering your blessings more and putting you in a position for more suffering. Yep.
1: You yes.
0: yes. That's it. That's all that's doing. And so, going back to that, how many women want to be married nowadays? How many men want to be married? How many black men want to be married? How many black women want to be married? Everybody wants to get married, but I don't think people want to do the work that's required to be married. It's a work every day. It's a beautiful thing being married. but It's, a, it's just like having a job. You have to work at everything. You have to work at being married because you're still two different people coming together for one common goal. So you're going to have your little this or that, thrifts or whatever, but you have to know what the main thing is the source of everything that got y'all together and to live within y'all, not what society feels you should act within a marriage or you should do within a marriage but what you should do within yourselves.
1: be real with you, bro. Uh, I, I love your mental health. What you are mentally, a lot of people, a lot of men aren't there mentally. Uh, I... You see, I mean, you said they were something. I just say the issue. I will be honest, man, because I put myself in that prediction. I know I've disrespected a black woman before. I
0: know I have. But I'm talking about the sense of going out your way to do it. The thing is, like, situations happen, and you ask for forgiveness for that situation. I'm talking about, like, black men to go in and be like, just tear into black women. Well they diss, they this they're aggressive, they diss, they mean, they're that they're that they're, they're, they're hoarse, they're sludder, this this all this they'll oh, say so nonsense and stuff. So they're gonna feel like I'm gonna date outside of race. And so they constantly turn to Well black women wouldn't do this. Black that's what I'm talking about as far as the stuff. You know Absolutely. Absolutely, you know,
1: y'all. I am i feeling we do That's, that's flat out ignorance, man. That that is man, that that's so I can't even tell you where that thought process even come from because I, I can't relate to it. I can't I can't put myself in that in that mold to be like, well, they learned it from here. I don't know. I gotta be honest, man. That, that's that's some that's a foolish
0: back talk there, bro. You that's love your, your mother more than anything. You love I know you, you love your mother more than anything, a strong black woman. You love your sisters, strong black women, your cousins, all of us. I know this from knowing you. So I know you would never intentionally disrespect a black woman i'm talking about people that intentionally disrespect black women you may have disrespected a black woman just in the sense of being just disrespectful in which that's something that you you know have to ask and seek peace for you know we all have to and that's not me judging you as a person because we all have our own baggage and stuff that we shouldn't have to judge each other we've all done wrong and we've all asked for forgiveness but it's like what i tell you earlier at some point, after you ask for forgiveness, you have to make peace within yourself. And a lot of people don't make peace within themselves, so it eats away at them. And I know I used to deal with stuff, I like mistakes I made and stuff, like it used to eat away at me. It will bring me to a point of flow. But then I have to be like, I have to make peace with it. And once I made peace with it, I felt better. My spirit was better. My demeanor was better. Everything like that. But like these, these trifling... Ignorant niggas that do this stuff, it irritates me to a new level because I feel, I look at it like, man, I feel like they're talking about black women. But I feel like they're specifically targeting my mother or my sisters. So I take it to that level, even though they're not, they're speaking to whatever they're speaking to at the time, but you're lumping all black women in because you had a bad experience. I've always felt black women are the most beautiful creatures on this earth. They are one of the biggest blessings on this earth. Because that that doesn't mean they absolve from being not perfect. That doesn't mean they absolve from being mistakes, mistakes from creatures. We all are. So there's nothing more satisfying and more beautiful on this earth than a black woman loving a black man outside having kids. It's one of the most enjoyable experiences. Having a black woman in your corner, that's 100% you, for you, pro you. That's a beautiful thing. Some people don't see it. Some people don't see it that way, man. Some people don't know what they have until they don't have, but then they're still missing the picture. It's in the the picture in the frame, but they're not seeing the picture. It's almost like abstract art. We view things differently, you know. I think, I think things can get better over time if we start having more conversations like this. But we also have to be at the point to be open to disagreeing.
1: Okay. And you have to be open to listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily disagreeing, and, and I, I, I agree with the notion of being able to disagree. Uh, I just think just being open-hearted uh, just helps. Just being able to see the viewpoint uh, away from your own viewpoint. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you know, just it doesn't necessarily have to necessarily have to be your way of thinking, or to be a right way of thinking. You know. Mm-hmm. uh Man, allow it. Allow it. Allow another message from another
0: positive person to come into your yard it be there. No. Yeah. Don't be, not to reject it because, oh, it wasn't something that I was raised on. Don't reject but, it. Look, see, that's, that's just like, remember the conversation we had about Kanye West? Yeah. How, you know, within the black community, Kanye West up and down. You know, we love his musical genius and everything like that, which he is. But, you know, I times, us, you know, over the course of the years a lot of things changed. We feel like he's moved further away from us as a community of black people and some of his actions we can't condone. Like it's some sucker it's some sucker shit. It's a real some real, you know, coon type stuff. And so the thing is, I feel like you have to be at the point to call him out on that. If you're a fan of his music, that's the fan issue. some people can't separate the music from the man. Because a lot of his music mirror what he is as a fan. Let's let's be honest. We all knew this about Kanye since the first time. Kanye is a self absorbed asshole. He's always been. Does Kanye West have do I believe Kanye West actually have a genuine heart? I, I really do. I feel like yeah. he's I, I feel like he does have a genuine heart. Do we say stupid shit? Yes, he says stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's consequences of saying stupid stuff because that's going to turn people, some people the other way. I don't agree with... But I'm going to tell you like this. I don't agree with a lot of stuff coming to West a. a lot of it. I think it's like some Coon stuff. That's his point. That's his perspective. We're two different people. If I want to be entertained, I'll listen to his music. That doesn't mean I'm going to support him and his actions and his antics. No, I won't. And it's just coming to grips of separating the man from the music. Which is a hard thing because we see both within the music, and you have to be honest, call a spade a spade. Oh, we Kanye West man. I
1: love Kanye. Um, I love I love all black men. Honestly, I guess, you know I wish better for us. Um, to me his circumstances or situation falls down to the same kind of like uh, our Kelly. I kind of thought they're the same. Oh, our is hate crime type stuff against humanity, in my, in my opinion. And the things that Kanye says, he doesn't realize it. But, man, that shit is like, it's, it's detrimental to some people, man. Maybe exactly. he feels like he's inspiring. Maybe um, like he feels like he's inspiring our culture to, 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 to just you know, mentally rise above, but it's
0: not. Uh, the, but he he it. said something it's
1: like uh, slavery was an option.
0: That's detrimental to the younger people that's looking up to him, that idolize him. there's a bunch of them that look up to him, and they're going to go thinking this nonsense. That's ignorant, That's foolishness. So that's the part. Like, you have to be careful. If I go out and say some wild stuff, I don't think about it. Some of them. Because some of them don't have role models, or some, they look at these entertainers and people as role models. And you know, nobody's told you you have to be a role model. Nobody told you, you have to stand up. But man, at least man, at least think about people that's actually as part of you, because you don't know what type of road that's going to send them on. True, because they these
1: lifestyles as the way to live. Oh, I
0: Bruh. don't that lifestyle, so I need to think and do what this person is doing. Bro, that's, that's that's a great point. Like, there's a lot of women that get on. Look at these IG models and think I want to be half naked and do all this extra stuff. I'm getting all this money, all this other stuff. But what else do they have to do? And that's not saying these women aren't intelligent. That's saying why do they, they have to? Go, is, they, uh, like why do they have to go to this level to do that? Bro, look, I love
1: Chrissy. She's a she's a, a partially black woman that I hope to succeeds in life. But the way that she got to where she is, I can never, I will never, okay, my daughter's to go in that direction. And by okay. opinion, they, that woman, that woman stole her, she didn't sell her soul physically. But to me, she stole herself. She stole her dignity to, to, to be where she is. And I, I can't respect that. I cannot respect it. Okay. How she I'll got to that. where she is, I can't respect it. Well, I just can't. Okay. I can't so. not,
0: now see this is the thing. Now so as you said that a lot of women feel like, oh, why is he flush shaming or whatever her in a sense I understand what you're saying. You're not saying you don't want her to be successful. You're not saying no. no you said the, you said her moves, her ways of how she did it, you don't condone, which is totally acceptable because you don't have to condone the way somebody does something. But be still supportive of them. You won't, because you truly genuinely want people to be successful. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
1: Especially yeah. people from the same <clears> human <throat> being.
0: Yeah. Especially. So, so, is this, always, a,
1: really real.
0: this is the thing with this women, they feel like this is sometimes some form of empowerment of being half clothed and stuff like that. And they'll go to a statement of men shouldn't be telling women of how, uh, who, or what, or why they should dress a certain way and stuff like that, which is true. Which is true. I always say in order to do stuff, in order to do what you want, want the job, you want dress the part that you want. And that goes with anything, dress the part. So the thing is this, you got to understand what these women are fighting and combating. They dress like this, scantily clothed and all that stuff. They're still fighting back. These thoughts of men having that they're nothing but whores. So what are you going to think if that's what all you're presenting? You're, you're pre- that's not what you're presenting directly. You're indirectly presenting the, this outlook. And that's not your fault because, you, hey, maybe the outfit you felt was cute, adored, or whatever, and you wanted to wear it. But when your cheeks are out, men are going to see a different way. They're going to sexualize you. You can't oh, yeah. stop a man from sexualizing another woman, especially with they're wearing practically nothing. So it's a hard thing, and then it's hard to be considered I'm a lady, I'm classy and stuff with that on because of perceptions of what the stereotype is. That's not a woman. A woman of class is covered in all those other stuff, in which I feel like a lot of beautiful women need to be... A a lot of beautiful women can still be looked at as, as sexual, but clothed. No matter what, if you have a shape... If you have a shape, your shape is always gonna show, no matter what. And you don't have to go you know to know excellence. What? And i think it's, not even
1: a, it's not even about having a shape, dog. The, the, the right man is trying to find you sexy, of shape. I'm That's gonna true. be real with you. I just see some, some big, big ladies that normally I wouldn't see as attractive in my eyes. I seen big ladies like working out, and I just thought it was sexy. I just thought it was sexy, bro. It's, it's not that. Oh, uh, the very body was just so contorted to, a, to a that I was thinking about actual sex. Yeah. Sex yeah. to me isn't necessarily wrong for sex, or for a sexual act. Sex okay. to me, is a lot of times the mindset for me, bro. Like, it, okay. it, 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 okay. it's hard to put it. Um, hey, but, um, okay. speaking on what uh, women wear, oh, I, I I, remember this thing from Jay Chappelle, man. I know he's a comedian, but, you know, a lot of comics, they speak to the truth, and the truth is funny a lot of times. But he says that, um, you know, when you walk up to a, a, a when you're in trouble and you see a police officer, you go to that police officer, knowing he'll help you with your trouble. You know, he'll help you if you're in danger. Why? Because he has a policeman's uniform on, right? Uh, if you exactly. if you're bleeding and you see a doctor, you you see his uniform, so you know he's a doctor. He'll, he'll walk up to the physician, knowing that he's may be able to help you because of his uniform, because of what he has on. If you saw a mechanic, a man that, that, you know, he's in a mechanical uniform, and your car broke down, you immediately start speaking to him about your car because of his uniform. But a man sees a woman, and he sees the clothing that she has on. Um, Don't don't get me wrong. Men men won't say, I'm not going to lie to you. When he sees this uniform that this woman is wearing, he's going to approach her based on that uniform man. based on the clothing that she has on, you will be approached that in that manner. I'm sorry it's the truth. I'm pretty sure women look at me in the same way as far as oh man he has on suit. he's nicely dressed. he wants to have his head on his shoulders, yada, yada yada. Let's be Just let's be, let's be real about it. So just be honest with yourself about the clothing that you're wearing. Who's going to eye these clothing, and what kind of men and what they're going to be looking for when they see you with these clothes? They're looking for sex. If you ain't looking for sex, don't wear those clothes. If you don't want to be objectified sexually, don't wear sexual clothing like that. It's, it is, it, it's true. Hey, I feel what you're saying.
0: totally feel what you're saying. And I I, I agree. And some people are not going to see it that way as far as agreements with where, which, where, what you're trying to get.
1: True, I think they're telling um, me at work, uh, get dressed for the job that you want.
0: Pretty much you're dressed
1: same for
0: the same thing. Job that you, that you want
1: for. And I mean, it's a very true statement, man. And yeah, things like that. Home, they ain't going to get you like a hoe.
0: I'm a person, I believe, in everybody expressing themselves in the way they want to, so things like this. I feel like, I always ask the question, if you have a daughter, would you let her wear it? Would uh, you wear that? If, if you wouldn't let your daughter wear that, why would you wear it?
1: Why would you wear it? Good job. Good, 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 good,
0: good, so I look at it like that. And that's not saying the person's a bad mother, a bad woman, none of that stuff. It's just saying, think about it. That's it. Yo, stop. Stop think,
1: stop
0: oh, it yeah, stop thinking that every male who speaks on this, this matter is trying to condemn you or put you in a box of this or that, in which they're not. They're offering an opinion. Because men are different. Women be like, Well, I don't dress for men I dress for that. So you're wearing stuff with your cheeks out. That's not for that's just for you to dress like that. It may be, it may not be. You know, no matter what, you're still going to attract the eyes of the opposite sex no matter what. If you see a nice man in a suit, you go, man, that man's nice. If you see some dude sagging his pants with with his drawers out, you ain't going to be like, oh, man, wow, I need that. No. And then there are some women they find that attractive. I don't know, I don't understand why they find a man with drawers hanging out or some skinny jeans that are already too tight for him, but that's their preference. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has something like that. My thing is this. The same thing applies. It's, it's always going to be a conversation with them. It's always going to be somebody view it as, oh, they're dressing like whores. And there's going to be people that view it as they're dressing because that's what they want to wear. It's always going to be different perspectives, different sides to it. But it's not a point of arguing. It's not a point of, well, men don't need this or women don't need that. It's, it's not. It's not that serious. No, this and you, no matter what, if you're within a relationship, if a man feel like he like you wearing that, that's cool. If some feel like they don't, that I don't, I don't feel like that's a grounds for you to be upset. It's just grounds that he value that a person. If he would take value in you speaking that way, then that means he cares. He cares about the outlook of you. He cares on how you're perceived. He also, deep down, he might be—he might be selfish and care about how he's being perceived. Oh. So, I mean, there's it, so many different ways to look at it.
1: Man, he, even him being careless—that's just ignorance, man. I don't think he—I don't think he knows better, in my opinion. He might know okay. better and still be the ignorant do. But the most part, man, a lot of guys make that mistake out of ignorance. Yeah. They don't know the long term. Uh, uh, you know, a
0: long-term uh of okay.
1: what they're
0: doing. Okay. Through those long-term questions, action would be different. True. True. And, and the thing is, like, we have to get, uh, probably next time I'll get a guest on to come speak with our female guests, speak about that, so we can go back and forth and really see, you know, dive into that and get that perspective. Because, I mean, it's always good to have a female perspective. There's nothing wrong with that. Some men, they don't like to hear female perspectives. Me, I like to hear everybody's perspective because we all all have voices. I don't have to agree with your perspective. You don't have to agree with my perspective. But it's good to voice our perspectives. That's showing signs of where we're learning, we're communicating, we're trying to grow, we're trying to compromise, we're trying to understand one another. And that's all a part of being an adult. That some people forgot those rules of being an adult or Within the term agreement of being a though, as you know, sometimes you have to reach out there, even if you want to be in, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and make it comfortable. Hey, you
1: remember, uh, we used to have this radio show, so remember
0: that? yeah,
1: and people used to be able to call in. And, I, wish, I wish I wish a woman could, uh, I wish we could get a woman's kind of perspective right now, you know what I'm saying? I would love to get a woman just kind of speak on it bro. Like I yeah. I, I genuinely love the, the heart of a good woman. Bro. I love the, the mind of a good woman. A woman is perfect you know yeah. trying to get for her family and everything. I love it. And even in uh and even in those situations, not every woman is perfect mentally. Not every woman is perfect of uh, Of course no woman is perfect physically. Hey I, I just I love to hear the perception I love to hear her her take on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes
0: it better, folks. They have a lot of good women that just aren't good mothers. Just like there's a lot of good brothers that just aren't good fathers. Fathers. Kids, raising kids and being in the kids' life is different. It's a different responsibility. You have to be ready mentally, emotionally. As you're investing yourself into oh, a little one, that's you. That came from you. That's the future. That's what leads your legacy. That is your legacy. Some people might feel different. Some might feel uh, otherwise. But I feel like that's your legacy. That's what you're leaving behind. That's your mark, along with how you treat and respond to people.
1: My wife asked me a question, man. I I I posed this question to you, Joe. It's tough. It's a tough question. Without without understanding that uh black men uh need uh need more awareness, uh need education, need uh need more understanding. Uh I know you don't have daughters. But if you yeah. didn't have a daughter, so my daughter my daughter's your granddaughter, daughter, Joe. Yeah, my daughter yeah. My daughter was what you I you know, imagine I'm not
0: around
1: so you gotta kinda of step in for me. Uh yeah. my daughter was in a situation where um a guy hit her not wrong negatively, I mean slapped her or something like that. Um, what do you think your reaction towards that man will be? My wife like asked me that question.
0: My first reaction is like any other man reaction, like as uh, if a man that has daughters. Uh, I would want to tell you to him because the first thing, I, I I wouldn't respect him as a man because he's hitting a woman and stuff like that. But we need to know the whole full circle thing like that. We get mad times and stuff like that, cool and stuff like that. But you don't need to put your hands on a woman. But the same thing is like like, hey, you still gonna go into that mindset of man I want to tell you to him just like you know it's it's your daughter. Yep. That's your uh, daughter. So you're gonna have, so you're gonna have that response. You're gonna have that man fight. I'm, I'm gonna beat this dude up. You know, you're gonna be like, man, I want to see him, and that's just gonna be the response. But the thing is, like, you can go about different ways and stuff like that. You can you can go with that way, which is gonna be the natural, the most natural feeling to do and emotion to feel, or you can. Pull the man aside. First thing first, you have to take your daughter and speak to your daughter and tell her. That's not a thing that a man would do. You have to enlighten her. her. You have to build her back up and build how she, she viewed men, black men, in her mind. Because then that could also leave a, a lasting, tarnishing effect on how she perceived black men. And so you don't want her to basically stereotype all black men into that category when it was just one knucklehead that did that. So, like I say, the role of a father is very big, you know. We have to present to our sons on how they should and shouldn't act and treat women and how they should carry themselves. And hopefully they can carry themselves even better than how you carry yourself. And also show our daughters of how man is supposed to treat a woman with his interaction with his wife or with their mother or with other women if if, if it so happens that they're single, they're separated or whatever. You know, just how you how interact with one because kids watch everything. Kids watch everything. They pick up on everything. If you have a house full of love, majority of the time the kid's going to be showered with love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have a house, oh. of, if you have a house full of arguments and just anger and all this other, the kids are going to adapt to that. that's what they're going to think. Normal. That's not normal. Not normal. So you, you have to step aside and from a, you're always trying to do what's in the best interest of your children. And the thing is, you're going to, even if the parents are together, you still have to show a common togetherness and a common front for your kids, you can be and disagree with your husband or wife, but disagree behind closed doors. Don't present that image of them what they need to. They feel like they oh, I'm gonna do it at all the time. Everything's argue, 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 argue. Oh, we don't have to do that. You're gonna disagree because you're still a man, you're still a woman, you're still two different perspectives and opinions on things. So you just have to, you know, be wise with how you do things in front of your children.
1: Man, I uh I think uh a lot of my answer goes corresponds with what you said. Cause mm-hmm. I I told my wife my answer to my wife would get changed back answer, bro. It was like, man, look, I think just like any man, the first thing I would want to do is uh probably beat the brace off this young guy. Uh, depending on the level of uh of negativity that he would have caused towards my my daughter. Now see if if, if it's just mental, if it's just uh, verbal uh, my, my approach would probably be a little different.
0: But, yeah, your approach uh, your going to be like, man, watch how you speaking to my daughter. You're not going to approach it in a physical standpoint unless you get to the point where the verbal turns into like just blatant disrespect as you as a man and you're coming and speaking yeah. to him. Then it's going to turn into physical because you're going to be like, you know, you tried to reason, speak to this young man, but he chose this path. So, you know, you got to put some pause on him. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to let him do what it do, let him hang, you know?
1: I agree. I agree. I think uh, I was telling my wife, more uh, along the lines of, well, uh, because I'm not going to be able to control my daughter's life. Uh, the biggest thing, the biggest part of control that I have right now is is my, my pre, my teaching her early on what to expect from a man. What to yeah. expect, what not to expect, what to accept, what not to accept Based on uh, what she sees me doing and, you know, in the physical right now. And, uh, yeah. I told my wife, I was like, well, man, if that guy's coming across like that towards my daughter, I'm pretty sure it's for a reason. Now, not saying that that reason isn't
0: uh, justified, but man, that, I'm pretty sure he doesn't
1: it's something have he tool. learned. Yeah, it's for tools that he's missing. He's missing yeah. something that he needs. Now, I can't tell my daughter not to be with the guy. I can tell her, but she going to get She's going she to do what she want to do. Yeah. So, my thing is to educate, to educate both of them. Hey, look, man, I will, you know, uh, you know, I go meet up with them, get them a call. Hey, look, man, I'd like to meet with you. You know, uh, just kind of talk to you a little bit about your, about my daughter, man. You know, just trying to be with uh uh, just give them information, of education about being a black man or being a man, period. Because I can't say my woman, my daughter's gonna marry a black man. Even she might marry a, a Latino guy. I don't know, but my biggest thing is to is the first put the information there. Give you the opportunity to, to, to make a better decision. Um, yeah. it, it, that's me and my opinion. That's me protecting my daughter. Yeah. That's, it, protection is a is a, a pre uh what do they call it? Is a proactive word. Protection isn't. Oh, I'm a better person. Literally, check the bullet for you. Nah, that's protection, but that, that that's that's the last my protection. My protection for my daughter starts now. My protection for my wife starts now. It's the things that I'm telling you the way to live, the way not to live, the things to do, the things not to do, the things to look for. That's my protection. So, when I'm in my teachings of protection, if you go out outside my form of protection, there's not a lot that I can do for you after that. That's why I try to tell my wife and my daughter. They will do the rounds of protection, I and mean, you know, I got you back no matter what. But, yeah, you know, if you're there for you, if the guy you stepping out of line, I'ma talk I'm gonna to talking him about being a man. See where his heads at and just try to educate that man about being a man. Because obviously he's not doing what's necessary to be considered a man. He's not there yet. I wish honestly that I had someone of uh of similar teaching as I grew as a man. I didn't, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had my brother. My brother taught me what he knew. He only a year older than me, so he you know. He's hurting, just learning just uh, to I'm learning. I had my friends. I had you. I had me. I had Buzz. I had, uh, you know, my twins. I had, uh I got my uncles, but my uncles in my life like that. Not like talk about it. I see them on Sundays. I see them on Wednesdays. You know, uh are not in my life like that. My grandfather passed away uh, as I was going into manhood. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have that structure in my life like that, man. I had a stepfather, but I'm, I'm being honest with you, man. He was probably just there for himself, man. He's there. He with my mama, but he there for himself. I just have to speak on it. So my education as a man had to had to evolve. They had to grow. You know what I'm saying? So I so I don't assume, but I try to take into account that that, that same young that, that same young man that my daughter's dating or married or whatever to could be me. He needs that same amount of, of respect, of love that I need.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We have to take the life lessons that we learned as men, the good and the bad, and translate it and push it out as a positive message to our young black kids, our young black men. And that's that's the reason why I, you know I started my little my little, you know nonprofit, that in order to help these young men. That's why I coach because you know you can win, wins, the losses come, but the effect that you have on the young men and how they perceive things and how you want them to carry over to be not just the sportsmen, but men. You want to be great men, not just within the black men but in society. So that starts with how I affect them. And like I can attest like I can I can attest and I'm sure other people can attest for how much I love coaching them young men. And I I, I like to teach them ownership. I like to teach them, this is, you you have to own your stuff. You, You know, talent without effort, without work, is wasted potential. It's very wasted potential. And I don't want nobody to waste their potential. At all. So that's why I'm very steadfast on just, you know, doing things to help these young brothers and sisters. I do a lot of different things on the on the low. I don't you know, I'm not a person to be on that. If you do something for the mic, you don't have to speak about it, man. You don't have to everything isn't social media. Everything isn't meant to be on social media. Do the work. That's why everybody's not meant to be in front of the camera. Be behind the camera. Do the work in the office. Do the work that they nobody see that goes into making something great. Everything starts out for a reason. Everything has a purpose, and my purpose is for that. You know that's why we're moving things in Blackness. Everything in Blackness is we want to do things you know, smooth, smooth transition representing our Black community. We got the pages, we got the social media sites and stuff like that. Well, we're really out there trying to push things, promote things, trying to help people. We don't be out there. Oh, well, I just did, I did this. I did. That's not necessary. Actually, I was going to speak. The gratitude of others is the most rewarding thing. You understand that 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 puts me in a better place. So that's the moves we have to make as black men. Like I don't know if you remember when I told you I said, Man, I'm gonna do this nonprofit thing, man, you know, fathers for a better future. I hit you up, I said man, I wanna do some things, you know, as fathers, do what we can within the means that we can, affect who we can when we can. And that's just pretty much the model. We want to affect these young men in the most positive way. If I get a chance to talk to some young man, I don't give a cap to just on the street, just walking by in the store. So I always talk to them. Be like, man, you know, you're doing a great job, man. Oh, what well, I'm doing great at, man? I'm great because you're here. You're living. You're breathing. So that means you did something right this morning when you woke up. Now, what you do with the rest of your day and what you do with the rest of your life is up to you. And how, you how it affects people around you. Remember, you're not just living for yourself. There's others that there around you that you affect by your living. You will want your mother to be shamed. You want your mother to hurt, right? He's like, yes, sir. Okay, so when you leave out when you leave out your house. Always remember you're representing your family, even if you're not representing your family. Your actions. Always remember that. In these conversations wow. help. You know, these oh, conversations so have. So, yeah. I know, I know you. Yeah, and I know you. You, you out there. You, you put the vibes out. I know you. You talk to anybody. You speak to anybody. Hot, enlightening anybody. You dig up people. You know, you give people their flowers. That's just the type of person you are, male, female, whoever. That's just how you always been. So, that's the lowest work. A lot of people feel like we're on the earth, man. For all this silly nonsense, materialistic shit. That's great and stuff. So that good to- everybody wants nice things. And people who say they don't, they're lying. Because everybody wants something nice. Something you might view as like something low or something like that. It might be high class to them. It might be some a beauty to them. So everybody has a different way of looking at things they want. So we have to do better and looking at life differently because none of that shit's going to make it to you when you die. It can't translate, take it over to the afterworld, none of that stuff. It stays here on this earth. It appreciates and value and pretty much goes in the trash eventually. That's hard reality, but that's the reality. What lasts forever is your legacy and how you impact others, how you impact your family.